Welcome to the Upgrade School Marketing Podcast, the podcast for busy school marketers. I am Matt Soul. I'm the Director of Marketing Communications at Chapel Hill Chauncey Hall School. And I'm Angie Ward. I'm the founder of Enroll Media Group, a digital marketing agency for schools. How's it going, Matt? It's going well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, it's uh, winter. You know, the holiday season is upon us. Schools are busy, working harder than ever. True. I know. Yeah, but we just are uh, currently looking at, you know, looking ahead to January and and how many interviews we have coming in and then looking ahead to, you know, all the um, March and getting everybody in for revisit days and all the things coming up. So uh, a lot of busy times coming up. And I think it's a very important time to think about how in school marketing, we're working smart and using the right tools and having a system, which is right in time with our guests that we have today. Yes, exactly. Today we're going to be talking with Anthony Campitelli. He is with Enquiry Tracker, and the podcast today really dives into a lot of great stuff around how schools, you know, need to operate like businesses and evaluate their technology stack and make sure they're doing exactly that, Matt, working smarter, not harder to achieve their goals. So, Anthony is the co founder and CEO of Enquiry Tracker. He has over 30 years' experience in Silicon Valley in the high tech industry. He's an entrepreneur and marketing exec with execu- with extensive experience in all aspects of marketing and product management. He's held positions at Planet Labs, Apple, and Macromedia, and several startups. He started Enquiry Tracker with his brother, Greg Campitelli. They are both great guys. They're fantastic. Um, and they started the company about four years ago. And since that time, they have over 280 schools across Australia, New Zealand, USA, and Canada using their product. Um, So we will jump right into our conversation with Anthony. Hi, Anthony. It's so great to have you here with us today. Hey, Angie. It's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me on the show. Of course. We're so excited to chat with you today. So first, let's just start off kind of high level. Tell us a little bit about Enquiry Tracker and and how it all started. Yeah, sure. About, um, you know, I'd say about four years ago, my brother was out visiting uh, in San Francisco, we were talking, and I was talking. You know, I'd been doing a lot of work with um, software companies in the Bay Area, and I was just talking to him about SaaS businesses and and things of that nature. And I said, it's pretty easy to start a company. That the challenge is finding a real problem in the market. And he just looked at me. He goes, I, I can tell you what the problem is. He goes, I've been working in the education sector for thirty years. He goes, I do marketing plans. I do analyzed all the data. He said, what they don't have is a visibility into their funnel. They don't know what their inquiries really look like or what their demographics look like or how many kids are um, are children of of alumni. Like they just don't, there's not enough data in there that, that, that they, that they need and they demand. He goes, I spend weeks and weeks doing these reports and they're instantly outdated. And I just looked at them and said, Hey, that is eminently solvable with software. Like we could solve that problem with software easily. And so that's how, that's how we started. We started the company out that way and ended up now some four years later with hundreds of schools using, using a product that's designed to solve that problem. So it's really tailored. It's really designed by educationalists. It's not designed by technologists. Like I, I came up with the initial wireframes and designs, but we sat down with admissions directors marketing departments at primarily private independent schools and said, Hey, if we built something like this and it did this and that, would you 
would you use it? And they said, oh, use it tomorrow. I don't have anything that does anything like that. So that's how we started. That's honestly how we started the company out. And um, yeah, we just grew it slowly and expanded over the years. It's been exciting. So with Inquiry Tracker, when you talk to school marketers now that are using it, um, mm -hmm. what particular aspects to them like are like the the thing that stands out the most? So like I, you know, what what you know tools within it? What what abilities within it are the things that they are right away being like this? This is like a game changer for it. Yeah, I think if let's take a step back. I think for me, it's it's if you think about a a school. Um, a school is really a business, right? And they're in the business of education. I get that. But really without students sitting in a classroom on a seat, they have no one to educate. Therefore, they have no business, right? And so the lifeline of every school is future enrollments, right? And I would argue, you know, maintaining low attrition. You want to try to keep your attrition as low as possible. And that's like any business. Like if I'm running a software business, it's a SaaS business, I've got to get new people signing up every month, but I don't want people leaving, right? So I've got to I've got to run my business in a way where I'm looking after my customers, right? In this case, students and current families, right? And I'm looking after my prospects. And in this case, it's future families, which parents, and even more and more so today, it's their children because the children are having a bigger influence in the decision about whether they're going to go to that school. Like when I was a kid, it was... Wherever my parents said I was going to school, that's it. I'm going to that school. I have no choice in the matter. Whether I had my mates going there or not, didn't matter. Now it's a bit different about what programs available, if there's a lot of outdoor activities, what sports programs, what level of tuition they're getting. So you've got to start looking at your school like a business. And so we, I, we, we really looked at Inquiry Tracker through that lens to sort of say, how do we help schools without making it onerous. In other words, without saying, hey, here's a tool that you have to configure and do all this stuff and do this magic and then write all these emails and have it all working for you. How do we do it so it just works? And that's the approach we took. We, we, we took an approach of building a solution that solved the problem of if a, a family is interested in coming to a school, how do we track that inquiry right from the initial point all the way through to enrollment? And that's sort of the fundamental uh, premise of Inquiry Tracker is to help schools manage their inquiries and grow their enrollments over time. Like that's that's the the essence of it. It's not a student information system. Let's be really clear. You've got Blackboard, Fax, School Admin, and all those sorts of products to, to do that, and they do it really well. But what none of these products do, and even third party tools like you might be familiar with products like Mailchimp, um, HubSpot, even other CRM solutions, they're not built for schools because schools operate in a new, unique manner. And, and Angie, you'd, you'd know this at Enroll Media, you'd know that you've got to get traffic from a call to action on a, a, on a digital a display ad campaign, driving them to the website to do something. And then the number one conversion for a school is to get them to make an inquiry. And ideally the number one inquiry is to book a tour, to get a tour, whether it's virtual or on premise, because you've got a higher probability of converting that family into an enrolled student down the road. Exactly. And I think, you know, to Matt's point, sort of what is that aha moment for a school when they look at something like Enquiry Tracker, what is kind of the big selling point? I think the fact that it's an event management tool built in 
to the CRM is a key element because that ultimately is the goal. Let's get them to campus. And so it's great that that's built into the tool in some fashion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look, thanks for bringing that up. So um, I'd love to share some statistics because we have hundreds of schools, hundreds of thousands of forms have been completed on websites all around the world. So I can tell you that of inquiries coming to a school, around 89% are going to come in on their website, 89%, right? Of those, about 58% are going to be for events, event registration. So, you know, the, the tip, Angie and Matt here, is that even without a product like Inquiry Tracker, if someone's searching for something for, like, best girls school in my town or, you know, great schools with gymnastics programs. They don't always land on the website's homepage. They're going to look, they're going to research and read, and eventually they're going to come to your website. They might come on a blog article written by a student that's talking about gymnastics at such and such a school. That's what they want to read. My point is, and a tip, is that every school should have a book a tour button, like register for this event. It should be ideally in the nav and on every page because if they land on a, a page deep in your site you've got to capture them and I, I will guarantee you this if you do that one thing you will get more inquiries it, it, it's impossible to get less <laughs> so oh. Angie I, I'd encourage you know schools to go quickly look at their website and say do I have a book a tool button on all my pages and is it easy to find absolutely mm -hmm. and I'll add some yeah. data to that as well I I took a lot of um, different analytics accounts and compiled some internal site search data. So when somebody has that little site search option on their website, uh, the top three things that people are searching for when they get to a school's website are visit. Um, yep. And then of course, tuition and financial aid. Um, so I thought that was interesting. So visit is one of those top three terms. Yeah. And the other thing I want to give people tips on, you know, like remember the idea of doing the visit is asking a few fundamental questions. Don't, ask 20 questions on a form just get the fundamental information and the, and the information i recommend our schools to do and all of all the listeners can do the same thing here is obviously you've got to get a contact info for a parent and guardian first name last name email and and if you can phone number but those other three are required but do not do it without asking about their children like get at least if they're inquiring about this, your school they've got one or more children and statistically speaking most families have, what is it, 2.3 kids in a family or something. Mm -hmm. So there's a probability that they have another child or will know someone else that could go to your school. So have a form that can at least capture one student's first name, last name. And then the other tip is to make sure what grade level would they be starting at and what year. Don't assume that it's always, you know, the incoming cohort for next fall. It might be a few years out. Get that information and then make sure if they do submit that form, follow up, have an automated email. You could do it with a Google form. You could do it with uh, gravity forms. There's lots of solutions you can do it. Of course, you. we have it all built in. <laughs> One of the things I like to say for schools, for us is we like to say, hey, with Inquiry Tracker, you just add water because we have the event management, we have the forms, we have all the right fields, we have data entry aids because that's key to reporting your pipeline. And we have all those emails that go. So it just makes it easy. But the tip I would highly suggest schools do is make sure you've got the book of visit form. Mm -hmm. Make sure you've got some automation, simple automation, like thanks for registering, send them a calendar invite to make sure that they turn up. And then 
follow up on that after the event. Say, thanks a lot for coming. We really appreciate it. And never send an email without a call to action. Never. Don't waste your time. So I, I probably talked for a bit longer than I planned there, Angie, but you got me thinking about a lot of things. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, that's great. I would say uh, one one note on that too, that in talking with Angie um, in Enroll Media Group a few years ago, you know, we used to, you know, open houses are huge in how many people are coming in. So we used to have our open house landing page, um, would have it live a month or two before our fall open houses and run it. And then we would like unpublish it and then republish it in the spring when we would have that. And, you know, Angie had talked to us about the SEO hit that we would take by publishing and unpublishing a page back and forth. So one of the things that we did that was simple is we just keep our open house page open all the time. We change the dates and now we add, we're able to add virtual events to it too, but with really minimal, like once our fall open house is done, page stays live, but now it changes to spring dates. Mm. One of the things we've seen, not only is it helpful just to have it and we can have it on the homepage and we can have it everywhere, but the we're going into open house season now with the amount of people registered being where we were a month into promoting the open house before, because now people whenever they're searching, if it's three months before open house and going through, they it's trickling in and they're able to see that. And there's an easy call to action there. So that's, yeah. that's one thing I would say that we saw a really positive benefit of that was actually easier than what we did before. We're just keeping that page up there and making it an option for people. Yeah. And they're coming in. Yeah. And the other good thing is because you've got all that stuff in advance, well in advance, you're well prepared, you know, how, how many people you could expect to attend at the event. Um, one thing we like to also remind schools is that, you know, the, the best brand ambassadors that s- schools have are their kids, right? They really are. If the kids are well-behaved, well-mannered, good communicators, um, it's going to go an awful, awful long way. So another tip here, as you just inspired me, as you, as you run these events, what we like to remind schools of is, again, think about how you leverage your, your brand ambassadors. If you've got a student ambassador program, you've got students in leadership positions that don't necessarily have to be all your seniors. They could be year nines, year sevens, grade seven, whatever, that's fine. Um, have them welcome families as they come onto campus, right? Have them use technology like tablets to ask them who they are, look them up, check them in, right? And then there's an opportunity then for those kids to build a relationship with that potential future student with their parents' permission, they could say, you know, what are you interested in? Do you like gymnastics? Do you like robotics? What is it? We have these great programs. I'm on the robotics competition team. And it forges that relationship. And these parents are going to be, go leave that event thinking, wow, look at look how good these kids are. Look how good communicators they are. And the, the young kid is going to be like, some big kid was talking to me like I'm important. It is going to have a halo effect on your brand. It will increase what is the best form of advertising is word of mouth. So, you know, when you think about these events, like you just described, Matt, think about the whole product. Like what's the whole product? The first product is the experience prior to the event, which you've created an amazing one, easy to register. How do you pull it off on the day to blow people's socks off, like amaze them? And then the last part is make sure you follow up. So um, there's another tip I think that, schools should it's not expensive to do it's it's simple and they can do it today yeah and i'd say in the follow-up too one of the things we've seen 
really successful. So we use, we do use HubSpot and we can talk about that in a minute about, you know, being made for a school or not. But um, as far as follow-up for our tours, anytime somebody visits, whether it's a, an open house or a tour, we, the next day send a very quick, thank you for coming. It's, you know, we want to make these, these tours and these visits as valuable as possible for families. Uh, and we have a three question survey and the things that we were going through it the other day, we have hundreds and hundreds of responses. People, I think we found about 30, 30%, 33% of people will respond to that immediately that next day. But the immediate things that we get from the tour and, oh, I wish we would have, this was great, but I wish we would have seen this. Or, you know, I really like, we get things that we're able to make a change in that next day. You know, we've had changes in our tours happen a day after a tour and we got feedback and, you know, they're right. They should be seeing this or not seeing this or doing that. So I think when you hit people at that time, they're very willing to be open and honest about, about what's going there. And you're hearing it, you're hearing it right from them when they're in, it's very fresh and they're in that fresh, moment. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Angie, Angie will know this, like statistically speaking, when you send an email, it's that first 12 hours. That's, that's about it that they're going to click. If they click on it, the majority are going to do it, take action. Again, another tip that we we often recommend schools, again, this is about building your brand, is when you do that three-question survey, think about having your students analyze the data and have them report, like do a little presentation, have them present a report um, about what would they do, what would they recommend would should do differently. Again, the reason is, is that obviously you, you want to listen to them and, and you know take the necessary action. It's going to have that effect. They're going to, the parents are going to realize these kids are not just involved in education. They're, in, they're learning incredibly valuable skills about what it means to go into business because they are listening to your customers and you're making a change. So these are very small things that schools can do that A, reduce their own workload, but B, have a bigger impact. Like, and the other thing I'll, I'll, I'll give a tip on. Um, and I don't know if you guys do this. I'd be interested if you do this at your school, Matt. Um, in the Valley, the one of the best ways to measure your product or service is a net promoter score, an NPS um, survey. And an NPS is a very, is a typically a one question survey. And it, in, in this, in our business, it would be, would you recommend our school to a friend or a colleague on a scale of zero to 10? That's it. And of course, the, the follow-up question would be, why did you select the score you did? And that's that's it. Just send that out. And you can Google NPS to understand how the formula works, but you establish a benchmark, which every school should establish, number one. And number two, their goal should be, I want to improve it each year. That's it. That's it. And I also, my, as you, you know what I'm going to say, is have your students come up with recommendations, mm -hmm. analyze the data, Say so what? Well, you know, it's the campus wasn't quite clean when I visited. Oh, who knows what it is, right? Mm -hmm. But these are good takeaways. I think every school could could consider implementing, and it's it's not costly. Yeah, we do. So we do that. Just to answer that, we do the net promoter question is part of like a, a survey for our internal families that are here. Uh, we do it for our students, and we also have started incorporating over the years families that have declined our offer. Uh, a survey of them at the end of the year, which is, you know, some, again, like some of the things that come from that are 
people are very open and honest because they actually didn't choose our they came through the process and they made another choice or decided to go back to public school or whatever choice they made and we will ask that and what made that decision and the answers in there sometimes it was things outside of the school's ability it was something outside that that changed that they moved whatever but sometimes there's things in there and they're open and honest and again these are people who really have no stakes in it because they're not even they're not coming to the school anymore and they are very open and raw with their answers and i would say like in addition to the net promoter that's a really great survey that we have now in our rotation and get things from to say like this is some great info that we can take yeah yeah the fact that you said that goes without saying that you're obviously asking the same question when people do enroll right yep and then what i also encourage schools to do is look at that data make sure your core messaging on your website and in your material all you go to market material your collateral your view book all of those sorts of content are reflecting that messaging and make sure staff are aware of it not only of the why did you but the why didn't you so everyone can get involved in sort of understanding some of the challenges or what makes your school really unique in the eyes of families. So data surveys are <laughs> the, the the foundation, right? Like you'd know that, Angie. Oh, yeah. They're so important. I mean, that's first party data right there that every school needs to be collecting um, mm. throughout the year, you know, based on your goals for sure. And then, of course, leaning into the technology uh, for data. Um, speaking of which, I, sometimes there's, um, what's it called uh, when there's too much data? Um, analysis, and, paralysis or paralysis? Yes, analysis, paralysis, paralysis exactly. Yeah. And so I think w- one of the things I've come to appreciate with Enquiry Tracker is there's just enough data to make meaningful decisions around. Like it's not there, like there's this crazy, you know, um, you know, data visualization tool built in that's giving you, you know, metrics around things that don't really matter for schools. It's built for schools. And that from the form to the um, email templates to the the inquiry tracking um, to the data visualization, all of that is really built for schools. And I think Matt was actually about to talk a little bit about how it can be a challenge for schools to try to use some of these tools that are just, quite frankly, they're built for e-commerce or other businesses. And you have to put constantly put that enrollment lens on these tools and it can be a challenge and it can be a time, you know, waste. So I'd love to hear what you think there, Matt, as somebody who's. Yeah. I would just, yeah, I would just add to that. I don't know the analogy that was in my head while you're talking about this. And this might be just because I have, you know, an eight-year-old, a five-year-old and a three-year-old, but I was just thinking about Legos while you were talking about that. (laughs) And uh, uh, Legos are big in Australia as well. Lego is big worldwide. Everywhere, yeah, right? Okay, have, good, good. I want to make sure. That, that reality show, there's like a Lego. Yeah, oh, we love that. The Lego Master. Yeah, Lego Masters. Lego Masters. That, that's that's great. That as well, yeah. Um, I feel like just while you were saying that, I just, you know, I feel like sometimes with HubSpot, and I we've been using HubSpot since 2018 now, just we've been going back um, and looking at all that. And I really, I mean, it's it's been a game changer 100% for what we're doing and making it easy to book tours and our dashboards and everything i've talked to other schools about it but i do feel like sometimes it is like dumping a bin of legos on the floor and you got to try to you know build a build the star wars death star out of it and you got to you get you just got a bunch of pieces you can do it uh and you can do these things and it can be fun to do but there are times when it is it's it's tough it's not and i do talk to other schools when they're talking about um, you know, I've put enough of these things out. People will come to me to say, we're thinking about using HubSpot to for our marketing. 
And that's definitely one of my disclaimers is, you know, it's not specifically built for a school. You know, it would be great if you were an e-commerce place and you have a very straight line of they come in, they download your their webinar, they become a sales lead, they buy it, and they this. Becomes a lot more complicated when there's different levels of school, or some yeah. people inquire two years before their enroll date, or you know, there's all these different things which we've gotten to to do, but it I would say every time it's it is not well built to be right out of the box useful for schools. Yeah, which, look, yeah. you know, HubSpot is a powerful CRM and marketing automation platform, and amongst a, a bunch of other things, it, it's it's pretty extensive. Um, it also can get fairly expensive, not only in just annual cost, um, but but in in technical horsepower. You know, I often, you know, a lot of the schools, a lot of schools we talk to don't have thousands of students and do not have a department, an IT department resource. Um, they're often what I like to call technical poor. They just don't have the, the technical um, experience to take on something like a, a marketing automation tool, which is basically, you know, when you, when you buy these tools, like, like a CRM or a marketing, they, they just come empty. They just, you got to build it. You got to figure out, Oh, I've got to create a landing page. I've got to figure out how to embed that landing page on my website. I've got to then write the emails that go to it. Then I've got to make the conditional emails. And then I've got to do, and they get, it, next thing you know, it's three months. And of course their job is still happening. So they, the second issue is not only are they technical poor to figure this out, they're time poor. They don't have the time. They've just got interrupt driven and they're wearing several hats a lot of the time. Again, this is not, doesn't apply to every school, it applies to the majority of the schools that we are dealing with because they're coming to us saying, we really need help. We just, I, I can't afford these expensive systems, but I really can't afford the time to try to figure it out. Do you know someone who can help or what, what have you got? So it came back to my phrase before where those tools are amazing, much more powerful than what our product will probably ever, ever do. But remember, that's a very large enterprise company with thousands of employees building that product right you know we tend to say let's focus on the solution like angie was saying before i don't give you a data visualization engine where you have to create your queries and design oh should this be a heat map chart or should it be a donut chart or how do i rep 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 best represent the data we have figured that out we decided which charts and the reason why we did that is We've, we've got the experience of having developed content that has to be presented to executive leadership teams at schools. So we know exactly what they want to see. What do my funnel metrics look like over time? How are they comparing this year to last year? Are we on track? Should there, are there any flags going off? So, you know, Matt, I, I hope that answers it because I think HubSpot, Marketo, uh, even some open source free ones that they're great, but that you just have to do it all right. You have to build yeah. it and you have, to have that expertise. Mm -hmm. And I liked your analogy of <laughs> dropping the Legos on the floor, because if you left, right, trust me, I, I wouldn't want to be the guy that came in and try to figure it out because it's difficult. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you don't helps. want to be the guy who comes in and steps on those Legos either. <laughs> you don't right. want to... That's usually <laughs> me. You've got me off track for a second. There's some, <laughs> dude that just got the guinness book of records for walking on legos yeah. no he walked like two miles and it was all for charity i think so yeah 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> For a good cause. Uh, yeah. That sounds brutal. Um, but that is, uh, yeah, I think I've heard it said too with HubSpot, like it's, it's a Lamborghini of CRM and you don't always need, you know, like that's not always needed, but there are, there's a lot of different options up there. Um, yeah. And no, I'm excited to, you know, to check, to check out inquiry tracker. And um, yeah. before we go, I did want to say, you know, are there any ways next steps for people where they can, um, you know, check out you and the company and more of, um, of what you guys are putting out? Yeah, look, it, what, people are welcome to go to inquiry tracker with an E, E-N-Q-U-I-R-Y tracker, T-R-A-C-K-E-R.net. Um, and check out, there's some videos on the website. There's a lot of, um, information there that they can review read if anyone wants to contact me i'm anthony at inquirytracker.net happy to happy to um uh, take a call email we'll set up a demo if anyone's interested have you talked to some of our customers and i know angie you're working with some of some schools with inquiry tracker as well and mm -hmm. and i think uh, angie also has a lot of experience with it as well and give a lot of good answers too that's great. great well well thank you so much for joining us i think we gotta we gotta do it again and uh Let's go play with some Legos. I'm going to go play with some Legos right now. I'm going to go Thanks, build something. Thanks very much, Angie. Really appreciate your time, yeah. guys. Thank of you, course. Angie. We'll talk always to you soon. Good to, always good to catch up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for Anthony for coming on and sharing so much great information about Inquiry Tracker and just how schools can be thinking about themselves differently. To me, I think that that's something that it's super important that I got from that. Thinking about a school as a business is something that's always good to be reminded of because we are. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Anthony, he's such a wealth of information and, and so is his brother, Greg, and the entire Inquiry Tracker team. So even if you don't need their technology, um, it's just so great to talk to them. They're so experienced in the education space. So I'm really glad we were able to get them on as a guest today. So we've got an A plus of the week, um, we do. Matt. Who do you have? Yes, I have the A plus of the week. So the A plus came to us from Aubrey Birch of Easy School Marketing. So thank you, Aubrey, for, for sending us this tip. And Aubrey's also going to be a future guest on an episode all about retention. So I uh, look forward to that one coming up. And this school is Butler Montessori in Maryland, Butler. Um, they are an A plus school this week for having a really robust uh, Giving Tuesday campaign that they did. So you can go on and you can see on Instagram part of their campaign. But, um, you know, we got to hear even a little bit more about it. So, if, you know, you can see publicly they put out all these Instagram posts about their fundraising and their, the match they had and all this great uh, video and things from the, the students there. They also had it matched up with emails that were going out and indivi individualized thank yous with students and all of these different elements that just uh, was a really, really great positive uh, and successful uh, Giving Tuesday campaign. So uh, shout out to Butler Montessori. We'll put their link in the uh, in the show notes so you can check it out and see how it's done. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah, they really did an, a great job and I'm happy to hear they crushed their Giving Tuesday goals as a result. Yep. Awesome. And thank you again to everybody else for, for listening, for watching. Um, make sure to subscribe. Go to UpgradeSchoolMarketing.com and subscribe. We send out an email as soon as a new episode's ready. And you can follow us on LinkedIn and make sure to, you know, share and comment and let us know what you'd like to hear more about in the future. Yes. Thanks, everyone. And we'll see you next time. See you.